Welcome to Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we come to learn how to master our love life, our relationships, and our sexuality. Today we have a special guest, and I'm so excited because today's topic is going to be um, great for a relationship for couples, especially for couples who are struggling and uh, make the relationship a little much juicier and delicious. So our speaker today is Derek Hart. And let me just share a, lot, a little bit about him. So Derek Hart has been counseling people since 1990 with over 27,000 hours in experience. The unique experience he brings to his counseling practice is based upon years of doing his own deep inner work. A student and teacher of the human journey, Derek has continually studied the great works of the top psych psychology and spiritual methods of our time. Through the years of honoring his skills, he has come to some great conclusions about the experience of the couple. The knowledge and wisdom of his teachers, combined with the courage and vulnerability of his couples, give him a unique perspective on how to rapidly move a couple through their distress back to connection. Now, after a great amount of contemplation, Derek will be translating these experiences to the written form, the audio form, and the video form, and to us. Through the showing of the real work done with couples, he will explain what is happening and we will benefit as we apply this concept to our life. Derek believes that the witnessing of how a couple truly heals can rapidly teach us how to do this with ourselves. Theory and thinking alone are not enough, and I agree with that. We need to do more than gain some insight. We need to experience what others are going through, learn from it, and bring that insight, insight, insight. When you learn from others, when you apply that learning, that is wisdom. I love that. Gosh. That's a bold statement, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, 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 really love it. And so, Derek, we're going to be talking about how do you move from criticism, defensiveness, and defensiveness to vulnerability, my favorite yummy orgasmic word, and why it is the most important thing to preserve a relationship. So here we have Derek with us. Thank you so much for showing. And how you doing today, Derek? Good. I like what you said. It's an orgasmic word, vulnerability. That's that's <laughs> it really is, isn't it? When you connect that deeply with somebody. So, yes, I it is a, one of my favorite word because I feel like uh, the word orgasmic itself is about expansion. So, you know, I will call this show like the orgasmic <laughs> wisdom experience or something like that. Right. But still people, I'm still not there yet. <laughs> we get in there. So let's dive into this topic. I really, um, I want to share something before we dive in. I, I met Derek in uh, Facebook, <laughs> and I love his post. I love the wisdom that comes out of every single post. I love, uh, you know, it really the questions and the statements that Derek um, share with his audience really kind of makes you think and and. Yeah, so really, 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 uh, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to learn more about you and also 
how are you helping people? So let's dive into this. Let's help people because we have so many couples that are struggling out there and they have no freaking idea what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my words. I, I, I have no freaking idea. That's funny. Yeah. I say that a lot. They have no idea what to do to reconnect. Mm -hmm. Not a clue. So, so when they come into my office here, uh, they, they not only don't know how to reconnect, what's, what's really interesting is how much, even though they've come here, how much they think they know how to reconnect and the way they try to reconnect is often quite similar um, with every couple. What they do is they continue fighting and they continue talking and they continue saying what's on their mind and they push and they push and neither of them listens to each other. So it's, it's quite fascinating. They come in here, they start telling me stories and stories and stories, and those stories are really important. But what I'm always doing is I'm trying to listen for not just the story, but how they interact about the story. So they'll talk about money or sex or their in-laws or their children and, and their parenting frustrations. And you know what happens? One person says something that's really deep. You know, the husband will say, uh, uh, you know, I get so frustrated when you spend too much money. And the very next thing his wife does is, you know, what you would normally think she would do. She defends herself. Okay. Now that happens in the first five to 10 seconds of their conversation, right? Well, the conversation is actually over at that point. Uh, and they'll fight. I'll let them fight for another 10 or 15 minutes just to really see how they interact. <laughs> but the small thing that gets said by one partner is often, I'm hurt by this. And the other partner doesn't hear it at all, starts talking about what they're hurt about. And we have two people continuously saying what they feel, and neither of them are listening to each other. So both people are trying to be heard. Both people are expressing what they're hurt about. Neither of them are listening. And this is not working for anybody. I mean, it, it just doesn't work to do that. One person has to learn how to listen while the other person is sharing something that they're hurting about. And they, they literally don't know how to do that anymore with each other. And on top of that, a big part of the problem is they're now what I call allergic to each other. Uh, something that somebody else would hear as like a really benign statement, just a question. In the partnership, in the couplehood, they actually get offended by each other uh, like it's an allergy. I mean, just a glance, just, just a breath, a, a, a shortness of breath, the slightest body movement, and the partner is expecting to be criticized by the other. So in this room here and on all the videos I've done, what I do is I slow this down and I teach them what's happening underneath so they can break apart these stories and finally hear each other again. And it's, it's a miracle after years and years of resentment, you know, couples come in with 20 years of resentment. They haven't been listening to each other. And even with all that resentment, we can heal this in, you know, eight, 10, 12, sometimes 20 hours 
which is just still a miracle to me that the heart is that resilient. So anyway, I've said a lot. What are you thinking? Well, I, first of all, I want to honor you for for saying the fact that uh, they come and they fight for like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's kind of like, they make me like, I was like, oh, wow, really like the interaction, how they really interact with each other is really important as um, um, just to observe, you know, I like to observe to like see how what people are doing, how they talking, and not just observing with my eyes, but with all essence of me, like all my sensuality, my my nose, my my ears, the energy, and then how they really interact. And so when you talk about the allergy, when people are really getting like allergic to each other, um, you actually I think like you went a little deeper into the fact that. Um, what you do is help them to, you actually help them to uh, become conscious of the triggers and the actions and the reactions before they even take action. Uh-huh. And that's what like, actually like uh, the concept of the, um, becoming aware of the allergic reaction to the partner or something like that. Uh-huh. Because it, I don't know, that's what I kind of like a sense that I got out of it. You want to yeah. explain a little more about it? Yeah. So, uh, the the allergic reaction, the allergy happens when you know years and years ago, or if you have a six month relationship, you know months and months ago, because this happens immediately. This happens in the first month of a relationship often. Somebody says something. The, the let's say the woman says this hurt, and the man doesn't hear it. Now the woman doesn't say it again because what's the risk if she pushes and really says over and over i'm hurt the man might go away she might lose the connection right the relationship will end so in the beginning when we're so desperately wanting to connect and wanting to have love with each other it's a very big risk to say the truth so couples start that way and then over time they've stopped listening to each other they stop hearing something hurt and it becomes almost like an unspoken contract between them that we don't really talk about this until years later when this has been done thousands of times and this has occurred where they haven't listened, it, it becomes expected. Like one partner just glances at the other and it's almost expected to have a criticism come at them. So what happens in here after I watch their initial fighting to really get the pattern uh, to see how they argue, what happens is I do something which you might think in normal conversations is really rude. I begin interrupting them. And I actually tell them pretty early on, when I interrupt you, it's because some one of you has said something that's very important, okay? So the wife says something and then the husband responds and I say, wait, I don't let them go beyond that first 10 seconds of the conversation. Okay. Because what the wife says was a criticism to her husband. So I stop them and I say to the husband, what's going on? How do you really feel if you slow down enough? you were about to start defending yourself and telling your wife why you you didn't have some intention and why you're okay. But in reality, don't you feel like she just put you down? 
and the man stops and says, wow, yeah. You know, and then I say, well, how often do you feel that? And he says, every day. Well, how, how often every day? Every conversation. So that's how they approach each other. So I have to interrupt to show them how they're making each other feel back and forth. And uh, the next steps are phenomenal because then I show them what to say and how to say it and how to, how to use vulnerability to start getting more honest with each other. Yeah, and it works. It works over and over. So thank you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. I I love that you uh, use the the whole interrupt the process because interrupt the patterns and and help them to like right like help them to really be there and, and not defend themselves too much. Um, so why? Why do you think that couples don't express the truth in the beginning of a relationship? Um, beside of like, they don't want to lose, you know, the person that they attracted. Um, what would be the reason why people cannot be real at the beginning of a relationship? Right. Uh, you know, first of all, even though we've said it already, losing the person is, is a real big risk. Um, it's hard. It's really hard to say the truth. It's hard to, you know, if if right now in this moment something's bothering me and I tell you the truth, I, I'm kind of experiencing that as just a hard thing for people to do with each other. And, you know, you know, like the self-help movement is going crazy trying to explain this to people and trying to get, you know, radical honesty and trying to get people to learn how to say the truth as soon as they know it. Well, to say the truth and to say that, you know, you hurt my feelings is very complicated because it means that I need to tell you that and I need to find a way to feel somewhat safe to tell you that. And what gets difficult immediately is if I tell you something hurt my feelings, that's then hard for you to receive, right? It's like you have to then take a step back and look at, wow, I made a mistake also. You know, I, I did something. And if you're a, more of a caretaker, a really loving person, that can cause you tremendous pain to know that you hurt my feelings. So all of a sudden you're dealing with your own kind of embarrassment or shame. And then that comes right back at me and I'm feeling bad that I made you feel bad. Okay. That is, that is a circular loop of not knowing how to slow down and have one person say something hurt and have the other receive it and then complete that experience as a, as like a one time communication where we theoretically are supposed to connect deeper. When you have a communication about the simplest thing, you know, I stepped on your toe. I hurt your toe. You told me it hurt. I apologized. That is the simplest concept. And that makes us closer when we share that honesty. And so many kind of psychological things interrupt that experience and that sends you know 
that sends a relationship into chaos when that doesn't get learned between two people. And romantically, it's the hardest because you're all smushed, right? You're all smushed together. And it's just, it gets harder and harder to share the truth because you're going to lose the person. You're going to upset them and you're going to have to go through more angst. So <laughs> that's a simple explanation of a very complicated thing that happens with, with most people. I think. Yes. And I love the, I love what I do because I can learn a lot from everybody and like I, I kind of practice, <laughs> like I work my talk and, and I have learned that, um, I mean, I wasn't how I am right now. Like that's why I call the mastering journey, right? Like the whole aspect of how we can master a relationship because I'm in my journey of mastering every day. But if I experienced, um, in the past, um, you know, the level of my communication with my ex-husband or even my ex-lovers or family members, it's, it was totally toxic compared to how it is today. Um, because especially, like you said, like diving ourselves into the inner work uh, deep process, like of really working on ourselves, it kind of help us. And that's why I always, you know, recommend everybody to really get yourself a coach, get yourself in a program to really start working on yourself because it really paid off. Like what you said, like 20 hours working with, with you, it is priceless compared to the 20 years of being living in misery and suffering. Yeah. And then don't have no freaking idea or clue what to do, how to, you know, how to live life and, and why life is such a struggle for everything. And I do believe that communication is is one of the foundations of having a great relationship. Like if there's no communication, there's like the, nothing can really thrive. Like it's like everything is hard. Like even sexuality, sexuality is in the essence itself. You can now have a, an amazing orgasmic experience in the physical realm without being in communication with your partner. Because a man could experience, and you know, I'm going sexual here, but a man could experience an orgasm and a woman cannot, and then the woman get resented because, well, I didn't get my orgasm today, like it's always you. <laughs> but if they don't say it, how does the point know that you know he may have to master her sexuality, master his, uh, you know, ejaculation going longer and allowing himself and. If, if also if he doesn't allow himself to hear without judgment or defending, you know, the woman is not going to feel comfortable to express that she's not happy because she herself was not experiencing orgasm. And I'm sharing this because this is what pretty much I hear all the time. They always ask me, oh, I'm not having sex. I am not, um, I'm not having a great intimate life. I'm like, my, my husband and my wife does not want to, it's like sex is nothing zero zero for months for years yep. and the first thing that comes to me is like well have you ever told her or told him what's really happening and like you say like it's very hard for people to really say especially when it comes to sexuality i mean if they cannot even express the emotions or feeling that they got hurt by something um something of the daily life imagine how painful traumatic it could be for somebody to try to say something or share something from the heart when it comes to sex <laughs> it's impossible a lot of the time absolutely yeah so 
like because we've gone in this journey of mastery i feel that um there's a time like i i know that maybe you practice that too in your own life and it has helped me so much is that even yesterday like for example we have a, a discussion like i will have got triggered the hell out of it with my lover <laughs> about conversation uh-huh. but and i and i did what you said at the beginning like oh i got offensive when what he said when he openly was sharing his emotion and he was sharing you know what the truth you know his truth mm-hmm. you know and we have to honor that mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it came my defensive like well but this is this, 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 this. <laughs> and if i was not doing this work i would have let it go for like maybe a week and not you know not be intimate with my partner ever again <laughs> and i'll be like i'm gonna punish you this way you know this is the thing that women would do right and yeah. I always share with people, right? Like we kind of punish our partner with not being intimate. Right. But in a few, like less than two hours, I realized that I had to take responsibility of my uh, of my response, and I had to really dive deeper into what is really happening with Amy that triggers, because he opened up and he shared and expressed himself. And if I respond out of my triggers because he's saying the truth in, you know, in a level, but I don't want to see and hear it, I had to become conscious on that. So how I know that, you know, I've been doing this work, but for some people are not there. Like they are, they don't have the skills that you have, or the skills that I have. And, and we know that it takes time, and you know, twenty hours. It, it's literally like it's a good time, but you know, not enough for like. I think like they people need more time than that. How how do we get you know how that a couple can go from being triggered the hell out of it to to this state of, of peace? And you share something. You share already one important thing that is like allowing ourselves to be open with the communication. But what else can people do? Like more in the practical way. Yeah. Um, uh, a really good place to start is to know how absolutely crappy and awful you are at relationships. That is a great place to start that you have no idea what you're doing. Okay. So, so, you know, I have a, you know, if we take the, you know, one of the toughest topics, you know, sexuality, I mean, that's up there with, you know, money and sex are really big topics, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to learn how to have communication about that, the starting point is to name what's really happening. So when I interrupt a couple, when they're talking and going in circles, the starting point is for them, first of all, to slow down and know, wow, we're just both talking and talking and talking. And how well have we done at that in the past? I mean, it never works. So slowing down and knowing relationships are very difficult and not, and, and that we don't know what to do. So the place I have couples often start at is saying what they're actually doing to be critical or defensive. So an example is, you know, my wife says something to me, I'm the husband, and instead of doing my normal defense, I literally could say, wow, I was 
just about to start defending myself and tell you that what you said was wrong, but you were just telling me how you feel, which is never wrong. You're actually that frustrated with me. And I was about to do that same thing again, where I start debating you and defending myself. I'm sorry. Tell me again what you're going through and I will listen. Okay. And if it's a criticism, you know, th th this is, this is very vulnerable to do these things, but I can literally say, I was about to criticize you just now. And mm -hmm. I realize that, and I don't want to do that. And I don't know what else to say, cause I'm so mad. So I'm not going to do that. Okay. Now the other brilliant thing that a couple can do is help their partner with what they're doing. So if, if my partner gets defensive, I want to then respond defensively, right? So I can literally say to my partner, I think, I think you're getting defensive and I may have been part of causing that. So let's slow down, you know, cause I know when you're defensive, you're probably feeling bad. Like I criticized you or told you you're doing something wrong. So that's the starting point. And when couples can't eat, can't say that stuff, cause that's really, that takes a few hours to learn when I, when I teach that. So the, so if I take it a step back even further, like if I have a first session with a couple, I need to teach them how to look at each other and say, we're insane. We're crazy. And I just need them for one moment to enter the world of knowing that they're in disconnect. That's the first step, right? We're trying to solve this intellectual problem or a money problem, or who's going to pick up the kids from school, but they don't know how to solve problems like that because the underlying argument is we're not connected. We're not feeling close. So the first step is going to your partner and saying, we're disconnected. We're not close. And the point of all conversations is to be close is to connect. Even if we're frustrated, so those are some of the starting points uh, I teach. I teach the couples and uh, vulnerability and intimacy takes less time than all the fighting they've been doing for years. That's the good news. Okay, I have couples that have literally told me we spend forty hours a week processing. Okay, vulnerability takes a minute being honest and knowing what to use, what words to say takes a minute or two. And that's the goal to teach couples how to start using that language. <laughs> I appreciate your, uh, uh, I can feel how deeply you're thinking about what I'm saying as you're writing. I, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank really you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, the point of each of each conversation is to connect. Yeah. Wow, that is twittable. 
<laughs> and, and that right there is that medicine to the relationship soul. You know what I mean? Like that's medicine to the relationship soul because like what is because we know that in, in sexuality and intimacy, like what's the intention to come together first of all, right? Like uh -huh. uh, even, you know, we practiced it with even with my partner when we work with couples too. It, it's like what's the intention to go have sex to begin with? Like what's the intention to go have a tea, you know, tea at the bar or at the tea house? What's the intention behind writing that book or what's the intention of you know behind work or what's the intention behind raising your kid so what's the intention behind anything and it's it's very um it's just like so inspiring to hear this because it kind of make us realize that you know we are disconnected like you said uh, of so wow. much of everything of ourselves and this whole universe because literally we are walking dead like we're walking like zombies because we're doing mechanical things about of how to live in life like we we know how to live life if we really connect like you say like if we really go dive deep and, and and connect and from here we know how to live life but if we disconnect it we don't know nothing. We don't know how to how to even become um, how to become self. How to become a, a you know, how to even live a life purpose. And one of the things I am loving about this conversation is that um, you are. I think like you are in the whole movement of slow it down <laughs> because the truth. Like we need to. Um, slow down but the beauty of what you said is that to learn to observe ourselves like be the observers like because that's the technique that you're sharing is like allowing the person to observe what they're gonna say like actually what they even thinking observe themselves so deeply that they're conscious enough and and and, and like vulnerable enough to and vulnerability is power and powerful enough to say, you know what, I have been observing myself, I was going to say this, and but coming from a place of observation, which which is miraculously, you know, eh, I can't even say that word, but <laughs> miraculous. But, but, but yeah, it's like the whole aspect of like the intention and observation, you just nail it. I love that. Nice. I, something is coming to me about um, how I sometimes tell couples they need to drop the PhD of their thinking and move into kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll say something that seems really simple right now, but it's, it's, it's very complicated when a couple is stressed to know how to change this. So think about one person is saying something and trying to express something they're feeling and the other person is listening. That's the theory. Mm -hmm. Only the only thing to accomplish when when you believe that the reason for communication is to connect, and the reason for conversations is to stay in connection. Only thing the listener has to do is hear them to help the talker calm down. 
So there's a talker expressing something. There's a listener listening. It's the listener's job to help the talker feel understood. And so they can complete and repair what they're feeling. Now, if I ask most couples in the first three to four hours that they're sitting with me, if I ask them while watching them talk, which one of you is talking and which one of you is listening, they have no idea. Okay. That has to happen as separate instances of communication. There has to be awareness that someone is saying something that's bothering them, saying one thing that's clear and concise and few words. And the listener needs to be listening to what that hurt is about. And this is so impossible when couples are in a relationship that's falling apart that they can't actually even name who is listening and who is talking in the moment. That is endlessly fascinating to me. So that means both people are talking at the same time. Both people are expressing something they're hurt about, which is what criticism and defensiveness is. They're both saying, I'm hurt. Well, I'm more hurt. Well, I'm even more hurt. Well, you have no idea how hurt I am. Nobody's listening. And the fight gets more and more intense. Now, a good thing about the fight getting more intense is that that shows me that they still love each other. Hmm. When they actually kind of fight, but then kind of just drop off and they start getting uh, what I call helpless, that's when they're really in a big problem. That's when breakups happen. That's when divorce happens. Hmm. When they actually no longer care that, it, that any of that's going on. So... Yeah. So those are my thoughts. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Who, the, who the heck's talking and who the heck's listening? If you can't answer that and slow that down one at a time, the conversation is useless or worse, harmful. And it's adding to the pile of 10,000 resentments that are on top of each other that will never uh, heal with that method of communication. So in your experience, a couple that are fighting like with passion, with fire, they, they're like, okay, at least they, you know, they have fire in their relationship in some level, right? They just channel in the wrong way, <laughs> in a very toxic way. But the, the, the couple that one of them already gave up, I mean, in your experience, you have seen that they actually totally give up in a relationship and everything and they just don't want to. Um, it can happen. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know the percentage. It's at least 10% of the time. Uh, I need to tell a couple that uh, one partner is not engaging and that partner is truly trapped in not having the courage to say that it's time to let go. Mm. Um, I sometimes get couples that can learn the language that I'm describing here and learn how to change things. And the other partner can't get it. Now, I don't mean they can't get it because 
I don't want to be critical of the partner that I say can't get it. It's usually not based on intelligence or even emotional intelligence. It's usually based on a very mysterious thing, which is why they have lost trust permanently. Mm. That is something that's very complicated. That's related to their, their past, their childhood, what they believe about emotional safety. Uh, uh, so I can't comment that deeply on why that happens. It just happens. And my job is to get sometimes one partner to understand they are in an endless loop and will not forgive the other partner. Often this happens with infidelity and uh, uh, often this happens with couples that have been disconnected but raised children for 18 years. The children are gone and they, they fought about parenting for 18 years and never connected. And at the end of that, it's kind of like, we, they don't even know what they have in common sometimes. So my goal sometimes is to have them not spend three more years going in circles, but to get divorced. Mm -hmm. And that's, I consider that sometimes a very big success, you know, because as the years have gone on, I, I know some of these couples and they've gone on to create much more appropriate partnerships for themselves, you know, with partners that are in line a lot more values yeah I I agree with you I am I'm definitely an advocate for healthy delicious orgasmic relationships and any kind of like toxic relationship it need to let be uh, over it like go move you know clear the canvas and take care of themselves first before they move on to the next relationship but yeah it's like why even live miserable and, and unhappy you know it, it's so what's something that uh, you said that it comes to your coaching practice, you, you work, I um, mean, you counsel in coaching practice. Um, you said something about three, four hours spending time with your client, which to me is, um, I don't know how you, you work with your client, but I, to me, sometimes it's surprising to hear that people that actually get the most results with a the client, they don't spend just one hour, but they really take time because working with couples and relationship is not like, okay, I remember when I was a Mary and uh, we went to <laughs> marriage counselor, <laughs> 45 minutes, okay, time is up. Okay, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> and yeah. even myself and my coaching practice, my minimum sessions are between, you know, 90 minutes because it's just the beginning. Like <laughs> I'm just getting there juicy, but it's like, you can experience breakthroughs in 30 minutes, but to give people foundation so they can still practice it. Yeah. To me, it need more time. So if you can just share a little bit about the experience of like three hours, four hours, I'm just curious, like how does that work the time. with you? Yeah, now I won't say that uh, uh, I, I, I do three to four hour sessions simply so we can, you know, chat about everything that's going on. It is, it is it is very effective time and remember i'm often interrupting the flow of their communication to get to the bottom of what just happened in a conversation so the 
the spreading out the time, I, I would say the average session is like two and a quarter hour, maybe about that. Uh, spreading out the time to be a couple hours gives enough time for me to slow a couple down and for them to really feel what it means to slow down and, and to feel all the feelings that come up. It, it's very disconcerting. It's very confusing for, for a couple to know that their entire way of approaching communication needs to shift. And it, and it, it really takes a little bit of time. So I would much rather have a, a four hour session once a month than a four one hour sessions weekly. Uh, when a couple comes to see me weekly, they are very distressed. And those are about 90 minute sessions. Uh, and, that, and that's okay, too. Uh, often couples, uh, sometimes they've flown in to see me and other couples drive, you know, sometimes three to five hours to get to me. So once a month is a really appropriate amount of time. Uh, the other thing that's always been very interesting to me is I would say 99% of the time, the three of us, me, me and the couple, we know when the session's done. It's mm. just very interesting every time. It's like, usually I say, well, I think we're done. You know, and they're like, yeah. So we all, we all know when that happens. And it's usually when some kind of new connection takes place between them and they really feel each other deeply. And it's like, they feel really complete. Like the session just gets really completed when they both get to feeling like they're on the same page and that mm -hmm. they finally understand each other. So they don't want to drum up a whole new problematic story um, <laughs> once they once they find that place. So, so that's been interesting. Yeah, so I schedule sessions very far apart because of this. It's beautiful. And I, I, you know, just the time that we're spending together, I hope our viewers also seeing that, like, you know, the value of spending, like, it, you know, good two, three, four hours with somebody that it can help you to get clarity with what it is that you're doing to sabotage yourself and your relationship and help you to interrupt those uh, toxic patterns. It's truly powerful and important because you get you get a lot like you really not just get you money worth but it's like it's priceless like it's really really priceless wow yeah that's i, I love that um so i'm just tuning in and i was just curious about what if in that time you know um in that time of of working with with somebody and the reason why i'm going to say this is because it just came to me again it working working with yourself you know with you in your relationship the viewers and your client working in that relationship takes time and i do see that sometimes like even people were like um you know they're like they used to like they have the fear uh, they have these fears of of being vulnerable and being open that they don't give themselves more than 10 minutes to talk about a topic that scare the shit out of them. Uh -huh. And and it's like, 
and it's so easy to just say, okay, you know what? I got to go work. I cannot talk about this right now. It pissed me off. I'm like, I'm just going to go. But taking the time and the commitment to spend a full time and in a sacred space like the one that you offer to really go there and you cannot live until you get out. <laughs> Something like that has happened. Like yeah. you cannot live until you get out. <laughs> you pay for yeah. it already. Yeah. yeah. It kind of like, um, it helps people to really be more committed to it. So what happened with, with those people, I mean, those clients, those couples that they, they just, you know, you can, they just, they're just very toxic. Like the really the relationship is like the communication is like the angry and the the tempers and everything and and then they're very fused and then the the other person is scared. Like what happened with is it like too off? Like in your guidance, um, you know, it is good for uh, because what happened in your practice is also you know a little reflection of what happened in their life. So, and the reason why I'm asking this is because how in your, with your help, they can get to get some kind of solution, right? Like one, okay, at least one thing that they can get done. But when a couple that they're struggling and our viewers that are looking right now, um, but when they are home, like when it is safe to, to walk away, like when it is time to walk away, uh, if not, doesn't feel safe or, or you should still try to take the time and say, okay, you know what? We're gonna come together today. We're gonna speak for, we're gonna get the communication skill for one hour. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, so while I tell couples sometimes what to do, in their life when they leave. Um, I do very emotionally focused, uh, what I call interactions between them. So there's a big reason why I don't really have homework. What I do in the room with them is I catch when one of them is trying to say something that's very deep to the other and but they, they just argue and they don't know that what they're really feeling is something deeper. And I help them share that. Okay. So I'll, I'll turn to one partner and I'll say, you know, I'll, I'll give them a phrase to say, so I'll turn to the wife and I'll say, uh, I'll ask her to say to her husband, uh, I, I want to feel closer to you and I don't know how, and I'm scared. Okay. So she'll say something like that. And then I might ask her to say it again, but even slower. And, and when that moment is really done well, she will start crying and he will have tears well up in his eyes. And the reason for that is they finally shared something that's deeper about what's going on between them both. Okay. So in the worst of scenarios of a couple just fighting and fighting and fighting, and they cannot connect. I help them de-escalate, okay? And that could be something so simple, like just having one of them get that the other is hurting. And then the other person get that the other person is, is hurting. And sometimes I might just kind of ask them, 
you know, do you still love your partner? Would you like to make this work by coming to counseling? And I swear they'll say yes. And the other partner will just have no idea that they want to make it work. So, so if there's an inkling of love between them, I have to help them know that. And that knowing is what changes them when they leave the session. Okay. Sometimes couples, if they're really heated and really fighting, it's very, it's, it's kind of rare, but I will tell them they need to see me weekly because two weeks is too long to, to be out of practice of these new techniques. Um, and, and they're very deep techniques and they help reconnect them in, in a very real way. So there's hope. <laughs> so they have hope. Okay. So in a session is the safe and you are there, but when they back home, because I I'm sharing this because I, you know, I grew up in a toxic, um, abusive home where my mom, my dad used to be abusive to each other. And that will, you know, the patterns of my family background too, like, you know, abusive and the woman would not be able to express my dad would not be able to express fight and fight and fight an argument and i i swore i swore you know to life that i would never be with an abusive man and i ended up in a relationship where i became abusive and you know because i did not respect myself and i was the one that if i didn't get this from my partner i will be ex i'll be angry and i will be aggravated and i will be instigating right like and i take responsibility of that that's why i'm you know i'm like oh he was the only abuser no he would lock himself in the room and i felt fucking ignore and i'm like get out of there <laughs> you know i want to fight <laughs> so, so I, and i share this vulnerability because it's important for people to know that we all been there right so i've been there too <laughs> in my immaturity self sure. so yeah. so it's but the way we know when when we did not agree and like we were getting those hot times um you know and there was so heat up that it was danger and and if somebody come to a practice you know the, some clients come and they're so angry or so this sometimes you know it's a concern about the safety at their home because you know, at home, if they're in front of somebody, they're fighting this way. I can't even imagine the abuse that's happening in their homes. And, and I know that everything is confidential when we work with clients and everything like that. But what could be, especially women and men who are in this relationship that they're very toxic and um, that, that they're very heat up, like they really temper heat up and very could be even aggressive. What could be their, you know, what could be what could they do like what could they do in their home even though that they're working a relationship just walk away just go take a big breath in and come back when everything come down and uh decide of asking for help looking for help what those couples could do yeah you know i i'm 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 a fan of 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 timeouts and walking away and taking a break and that's, that's kind of common knowledge. You know, you, you, you hear that a lot, you know, just take a break, take a time out. So, so unfortunately they don't know what to do when they come back. So a timeout is really great. If you're really super heated with each other and you're, and you're fighting and it's escalating, uh, but they come back and, and I will tell you 
all of the same scenario will happen again if they don't know how to change the cycle of communication. Uh, so when I'm talking about sensitive vulnerability, if, if, if we're dealing with something that's, I mean, you're almost describing, you know, what do you do with domestic abuse? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you, you find safety and find shelter and you leave the partner if you're being physically abused. And if you're being radically emotionally abused, um, you know, you leave, you know, you walk, you walk out and you, and you deal with those, you know, the implications of that. So, so when I'm talking about sensitive, sensitively learning about your embarrassment and your shame and, and approaching each other vulnerably, uh, a deeply abusive relationship is often not ready for that. Mm. I, I, at times have sent men out to, and a couple of women, uh, to work on anger management issues. Um, if we're dealing with, you know, major, major, major depression, um, it can be really hard to get them slowly communicating and realizing the partnership could be really great and supportive, you know, for, mm -hmm. for somebody who's got major depression. So, so you're describing a scenario that's quite painful and quite difficult and uh, there is there is no perfect answer uh which i'm sorry about actually i you know I, and, and i've spent i've spent a year helping a couple move from severe emotional abuse uh into reconnecting but that's you know that's taken about a year so which, which isn't bad when you think about you know maybe 32 hour visits i mean we can do a lot to change things 25 years of agony, uh, there's about 27 years of agony leading, you know, to only a year of working with me. And we, we I saved one just like that. So, <laughs> Well, you actually helped because uh, you share the aspect that, okay, if it is really drastic and toxic and very domestic violence, abuse, you know, take shelter and ask for help. And that's a vulnerable thing to do to ask for help, for, you know, um, and it's important the way you said about it's important for people to realize if they are in toxic relationship that they need to get the skills to be able to come back and communicate and also you know have you know have the other person also share some you know about the skills or something and or have a plan like you have to come back with a plan you cannot just come back with the the total like we say in spanish like you know the, the red cape and bring the total back into no you, you gotta have a plan <laughs> so so it's important what you said that you actually need to have a plan and uh the skills to come back uh into uh, the communication again and uh i really appreciate that so we have had I mean we can like i said we can go for hours <laughs> But our time is going to be wrapping up very soon. And I just, I really want to appreciate you for sharing your wisdom. How can people uh, learn more from you? Uh, what kind of program you have going on? Any retreat or event that you have going on in your area? Where can people find you? Sure. Understandeachother.com. That's, that's the starting point. Uh, not understanding. I wish I could have got that domain. It's driving me crazy. So <laughs> other.com people can email me directly from that site. 
there are two videos on there right on the front page, just kind of talking about me a little bit. Uh, there is a link down below called Wisdom, which takes them out to YouTube to a bunch of fun videos. Uh, and there's a big yellow button on there uh, that I think it says get the listening course and that's free currently. Um, there might be a price tag on it uh, in the next few months. I'm not sure yet. And those are 10 videos that ridiculously break down into sentences what criticism and defensiveness looks like and how to interrupt it by being honest and vulnerable. So it is the simplest 10 video series. You click the yellow button, give me your email. The first video plays. And then over the next five days, you'll get the other nine videos. Mm. Um, and the other thing you can do is work with me internationally via Skype. Um, I, you know, I, I, I work very strongly with couples on Skype. We can see each other really well. Uh, couples that are in the Northern California area can find me and come to my office. And uh, some couples fly in once a quarter uh, or drive long distances and just spend once, maybe once a month with me. And I, I don't have this quite organized yet, but I will be doing a couple retreats uh, and I will also be doing house calls soon. Those are gonna be very few and far between but that uh, multiple countries I can go to, and that is actually going to your location for between two and three days and spending four hours a day, either eight hours or 12 hours at your location. Um, I might do that three times a year. I did one for a day and a half. So um, that's looking pretty interesting. That's, uh, that's obviously more costly, um, mm -hmm. but a lot of fun. We get a lot done. You can change your relationship uh, intensely in those three days. So. I believe it. Because I, you know, one of the things I love, like I feel like we have the connection, it's about experiences. And I was just sharing that with my partner. Like, I love to connect with people. Like, you know, I'll, and what you said, like the house calls, like I also, you know, I love to just like, oh, just, yeah, I'm available for house calls. Like, <laughs> but it's because the experiences of having that day two days three days with somebody in their own environment is beyond powerful because you're actually not just when they come to your office it's you know you have your setting up you know you know you set up but when you actually go to their location their place uh if you go to their homes and and you see how they really interact like it help you to really help them in a deeper level that is truly priceless yeah. to to you know truly truly priceless and, and I totally uh, I'm resonating with you and that. So hopefully, um, you know, one of the things I want to share publicly with my viewers is, and also with you, is that in 2018, actually organizing at, oh, getting out of my gut, <laughs> communicating vulnerably. Um, yeah, I'm organizing in 2018. You see, I get so excited. Uh, the conscious, the conscious uh, relationship and sexuality really, uh, event here in Florida, okay. where I will, you know, we'll, I will be in touch with you because I will definitely will love to have you as one of the speakers uh, for so many people to really um, heal the relationship in a deeper, deeper level. And while you had just shared with us the great insight and the wisdom that you you share with that. I really, really um, appreciate it, and also help me to to 
become a little more awakened and not be more zombie. <laughs> you know? I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, you, you. We might do another interview. Um, I'm working on a video series now, which is a little bit more in alignment with what you're doing. I think also uh, it's uh, it's probably it might be called uh, the male sex drive. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, another title possibly uh, could be male sexual nature. Mm. And I'll just say kind of kind of one thing about it, you know, uh, which is uh, I, I hope after that video series, uh, people will feel like they as much as possible, understand what the male sex drive is and how different it is from the female sex drive. So mm. the goal is for men to hear the series and honestly admit to themselves the embarrassment we feel with how we hold sexuality and for women to know how different it is. I mean, completely different and to then know what to do with it, to connect more deeply with a man. This is, this is, this is a very big, disconnect between us so i'm going to explain that in that series it's going to take several months it's very complicated so oh oh wait you're gonna make me wait now I'll show you. <laughs> I'm on the first video right now the the the, the first video so. awesome and are you going to be also doing for the female drive for the women's drive like sex drive absolutely not <laughs> uh, let, let me say something about that um in most areas i believe women are more complicated to understand than men in the area of sexuality men are, are more complicated to understand than women and let me say that a little differently i believe women's sexuality obviously just physiologically is as complicated but it's not as big of a problem so a man can perceive what it might be like to be a woman. I mean, not, not a female orgasm, obviously, but a man can perceive, you know, it, it makes sense to us, you know, that it takes time to warm up a woman. It takes time to turn her on. But what a man has to go through daily throughout his whole adult life to not stay a boy, but to grow up and use sexuality to create real lasting love in his life, that is complicated. And that's what I'll be explaining. What to do with this massive volcano of energy that every man has. And I totally appreciate you doing this because, um, yeah, it is needed. Uh, it's, not, it's not the first time I, heard, I hear that men's sexuality is more complicated than women. Yeah. Uh, in, 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 in some levels, I always say, I'm glad and I'm blessed that I'm a girl, <laughs> I'm a woman, because I, I do understand, like, even in my partner, you know, even for men, like, when I'm, like, talking about, uh, you know, that's the main reason why I don't teach about men's sexuality, because I am not a man, so I have, it, it makes sense in a biological form, I don't know what my partner feel when he's going, you know, close to ejaculation. I don't know about feeling. I don't know. It, it is so easy to write a book and say, oh, yeah, man, you know, you have to understand that your ejaculation and your orgasm are two things different. 
Yeah. Okay, the book says that, but I actually, in my experience, I haven't experienced that because I don't know. So it is, that's why I, I co-create co co things with you guys, with the men, uh, uh, you, the male leaders in this industry, in this sexual, you know, relationship field, because you guys have the experience, you know what is separation of ejaculation with orgasm, you, you practice it, I don't know, so, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, and what's, I'll give you another viewpoint, which is what I'll be explaining is not so much physiologically what we're going through, but what we have to go through psychologically about it. So uh, this is a really, uh, you know, general generalization here, but a woman is attracted sexually to a man based on if he dresses well, if he's respectable, if she admires him right if 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 he makes her laugh uh and then and you know if he's a rock star you know, you know it takes a, a a combination of things for a woman to look at a man and feel you know really turned on right mm -hmm. a man needs to see a thigh <laughs> a man needs to see a neck Mm -hmm. A man needs to see skin or a physical body part to be aroused and it's instantaneous. Okay. So there's a big mismatch here and how different we are in these worlds and, and a man, it's almost a continuous, a little bit torturous experience to know what to do with that energy throughout his life. And that's what I'll be explaining. And even if I explain it really, really, really well, at the end of the course, the women will know more about it and they will know how to, how to connect with a man more deeply, but they will never fully understand that experience. They can't. So yeah. That's what I'll be explaining. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I love it. Especially with the whole aspect of like what to do with the whole energy and you know, not just the energy itself, but everything that comes with it is like, yes, I that's why I say, like, I'm, I'm very glad that I was born a woman because I do know the man has a lot <laughs> to, to, uh, not work on, but really, uh, learn. And it's, it's not as simple as you know, it seems. And, Yes, I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, is this going to be a private course or is it going to be a part of your YouTube series? It'll be uh, the first couple videos probably will be on the, you know, on the understandeachother.com. It'll start there. And then, it, I mean, it'll be a paid course of some kind. Okay, cool. Um, it'll, yes. It'll be, lo it'll be long. I mean, there's, there'll be several hours of video explaining it. Yeah, so definitely uh, it will be priceless, whatever price tag is in there. Yeah. It'll be low cost. I want it to go to everybody. Yes. So awesome. Oh my God. We have we had so much great information and I'm like so honored that oh. you have shared that with us and really, really appreciate you for the work you do and for the help that you bring in couples. And I'm so passionate about couples and relationship because I grew up seeing my parents fighting all the time and not even asking for help so for me to do this work and see people doing this work in a deeper level and specializing on this it really is like 
it's like, yes, there's so much hope for so many people out there, you know, that's suffering and a kid don't have to suffer because of course I'm a mother. So, <laughs> so I really, really, really bless you and appreciate you for the work you're doing. Now, let me tell you one more thing. Uh, so on, on, uh, also on Facebook, um, find me personally. Uh, I'm almost at the friend limit, but just follow me. I post two to three posts a day and I usually post them after I do work with couples. So mm -hmm. the latest thoughts I have from the sessions get posted. Um, so just look, you know, D-E-R-E-K-H-A-R-T, um, Derek Hart, just find me there. And then the other thing is I post some of those things in my little uh, group, which you have to just ask to join. It's free. Which and one? I, go to understandeachothercommunity.com. And that takes you to a private Facebook group, which everybody can join. Yeah, I believe that's how I met you because I went to that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that website takes you to the Facebook group. Just ask to join and I'll approve you. And if you want to post other things in there about relationships, even if you have your own courses about sexuality or relationships or dating, you can post them in my group to go out to. There's about 1,300 people in there right now. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love, I've loved the, I love the expanding the community, <laughs> helping each other out. Thank you. I appreciate you. So thank you, Derek. Thank you everyone for joining us today live. And if you are reviewing um, this video as a recording, review it again. <laughs> Take a lot of note. <laughs> Repetition is the mother of, of all skills, like Tony Robbins said, right? So <laughs> repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, and listen to it, and practice it, practice it, because wisdom and knowledge here is nothing if you don't apply it into your body, into your life, and into your relationship. So thank you, Derek, again. Thank you, everyone, and have an amazing, incredible, fantastic, orgasmic day. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you. Thanks for Bye. Bye.